Welcome to Grandiose Grammar. I'm Aoife, a grammar enthusiast and a lecturer at Philips Universität Marburg. I'm back with episode 25. Steffen was a tad euphemistic when he put an under-maintenance sign on the blog and claimed that we have a bit of unscheduled maintenance at Grandiose Grammar headquarters last Sunday. I narrowly escaped a date with the Grim Reaper, but I have lived to tell the tale. If you're a regular listener, you'll know I've been a bit off recently and I've had a non-stop lurgy for about a month. Well, it all took a turn for the unexpected last Saturday. I essentially spent all day Saturday in bed with a hot water bottle and fennel tea, trying to find a position that didn't make my gut hurt. Late in the evening, I had the realisation that I would have to go to the out-of-hours doctor service. So I dragged myself out of bed and off we went in the hope of finding some pain relief. What followed was a whirlwind of crazy and I'm lucky to have lived to tell the tale. I had to have emergency surgery to remove my appendix, but because I'm me, I obviously couldn't turn down the opportunity for some inappropriate questions and jokes. I did ask if I could have my appendix back in a specimen jar after the surgery. Unfortunately, that request was declined. Apparently, after pathology is finished inspecting body parts, they have to be incinerated. I was very disappointed, as I thought I might be able to keep it with my wisdom tooth as another curious and creepy specimen for my nephews and nieces to find one day in the distant future when I do croak it. I don't recommend emergency surgery. It's no fun. And it's even less fun when coronavirus measures mean no visitors. Having said that, here's a shout out to all those first line heroes, from cleaning ladies and orderlies to secretaries and nurses, doctors and surgeons, who are working so hard to keep us all alive in these challenging times. If you know any of those folks, be sure to thank them for their work. And that, my friend, is enough of that tale and we'll move on to the actual topic of today's podcast. I had a request from a student of mine for this week's topic. It's about the word hope. I'm going to give you some context for this before I get started. A few weeks ago, my university students had an exam in which they had to do some error correction. One of the sentences for correction was, Suddenly the train broke down and the driver announced, Please excuse the delay. We do what we may and hope to continue within the next hour. This requires a present progressive to show that the action in the final clause is in progress now. Are doing. And the modal verb may needs to be replaced with a modal of ability, namely can. We are doing what we can and hope to continue within the next hour. And now to the actual question. Stefan writes, I corrected an error with the progressive and thought that hope would possess a progressive form. Later on, I talked to one of my fellow students who claimed that hope was an anti-progressive or stative verb. After some digging, I found out that hope is a weird case of both and is a stative verb but can take a progressive form in some cases. So here's the thing. Generally, verbs are dynamic or stative. Dynamic verbs are usually actions and stative verbs are usually verbs related to cognition, for example, love or wish. They're verbs that relate to the senses, like hear 
or say or taste. They're verbs that relate to possession, like to own or belong or have. And they're verbs of mental processes like believe, imagine, remember or think. And finally, they're states of being like be, deserve or matter. Now, in a perfect world, we'd have a simple binary and verbs would either be dynamic or stative. But that's not how this rolls. Some verbs can be either stative or dynamic, depending on their context. One way to decide whether a verb is stative or dynamic is to ask yourself if it's compatible with the progressive aspect in its current context. Verbs, when they're stative, tend to be anti-progressive or what I like to call binary. I hate hospitals. This is generally true and not limited to the short period of time around now. So I wouldn't say I am hating hospitals. That's not true. That doesn't have limited duration. When I say I hate hospitals, it's something that I do all of the time. It's a general truth. And so I'm using the present simple and the verb hate is stative. Hope, as Stefan has discovered from his research, is both dynamic and stative, depending on the context. If we go back to the example from earlier, we are doing what we can and hope to continue within the hour, we can see that a change to the aspect of hope is unnecessary. Hope is a verb of cognition. In this instance, it's also a general truth from the point of view of the speaker. Both of these are arguments for viewing hope as stative. If, however, the hope is short-lived, the speaker might say, we are doing what we can and are hoping to continue within the hour. This suggests that hope is a dynamic action of limited duration. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, feel free to contact me via the contact form on grandiosegrammar.com or over on Twitter. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.